Hey, Pastor, I don't know if you know this, but your mic is muted. All right, let's try that over again. I didn't know. I thought uh, I pressed a button on my headset. I thought it was unmuted. I'm glad you told me that. I was giving all that energy to the mute button. Amen. Good morning. God bless you, Pastor Derek Fletcher with Yes and Amen Youth. And we have Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher today. Sit back, relax, enjoy the music while we get prepared. We have a great lesson uh, in the area of prophecy, talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and the Bendigo. So it's an excellent lesson about faith and about trusting God, referencing prophetic outcomes. And so relax and enjoy the music while we get prepared.
You're still muted. All right, I'm I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't know why my my uh, interconnect with the with my remote won't do it. So we'll have to do it manually. Thanks, Derek. All right. So today you had another great lesson. Uh, this is lesson number seven, talking about faithfulness despite circumstances. I'm talking about the prophets. So in this case, we're going to share about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and also. Daniel. It's a great lesson. And so we can we can see uh across the globe referencing circumstances and situations, etc. Um the relativeness of being faithful. Um the world the world is doing everything and anything. Um and and just there's just you know folks are doing drugs. Men are with men, women are with women. Uh, people are in, in marriages where either the spouse or the husband is abusive or both of them are abusive. So, you know, we got people worshiping uh, the devil, satanic forces. Uh, we got people that just don't know any better and they just gravitate toward things of the flesh. Whole lot of things, a whole lot of things happening and going on. Amen. But how many of you know that, that we we have to trust in God? We have to trust in his name and his words. Amen. And, and in him, we have all things. And so <clears throat> I'm going to ask Derek if he would pray this morning, if you could open us up in prayer, please. All right. You can't you might want to unmute your mic, Derek. Oh, you know what? Hold on just a minute. You know, because we are we are we recording? Oh, we are We're recording. Okay, good. I was like, man, I gotta press that record button. Okay, Derek. You can pray now. Father God, we thank you on a day for keeping us safe. Thank you for keeping us holy, thank you for keeping us healthy. Father God, on today for the people who are learning. Another wonderful lesson. Let them know that God, Lord, done all that they can to give us hope, Christ, and beyond, Father God. Thank you on today for keeping us safe through COVID. Thank you for putting clothes and thank you for keep giving us a roof over our heads and food to eat, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so we want you to understand the theme of Daniel. Amen. And so we want to inspire you. Like I said, we're talking about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and, Ab and Abandigo. And these were really like the names uh, that were given to them, if memory serves, the name that was given to them by the Babylonians. Um, and we'll we'll see what their real names are later. <laughs> and we want to challenge you to be faithful. Amen. When everyone else be faithful to the things of God. Amen. When everyone else is saying me, me, I, I, you're saying, well, what about God? 
amen, when everyone else is wearing uh, skin-tight spandex, you're wearing skin-tight spandex, but you got shorts on over them, uh, amen. Uh, and I'm, I'm just using that as hypothetical, amen. If, if everyone else is wearing that bull nose ring and everything, you say that, that's a, a, a sign of bell worship. I'm not putting a, 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 uh, or a sign of being enslaved to a, another person on the earth. I'm not putting an earring in my nose, amen, or <coughs> what have you, or whatever. Uh, you got to represent God on the earth. You got to represent who he is. Amen. And so got to be, you got to be faithful. And so I'm looking in the camera now. Yeah. You have to be faithful to God. Amen. Before God and before others so that he may be glorified. And so Daniel, faithfulness, fear of God, judgment of God, prophecy and trust. In him will I trust. And so the scripture on today is just happens to be a New Testament, Matthew 5 and 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Again, in the same way, let your light shine before others, amen, before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5 and 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. So, repeat after me, Matthew 5 and 16, unmute. Make sure you unmute your microphone. Okay, Yanni.
that, that they may see your good, good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And glorify, and glorify your Father, your father in, heaven. in heaven. Okay. We already opened with prayer. So we have quite a bit of scripture to uh, work through. And so today, we're going to take a look at some familiar stories from the book of Daniel. So again, from Daniel. Daniel is packed with content. It's packed with a lot of interesting things referencing faithfulness, political shifts, history, um, the intense uh, uh, vision or the apocalyptic vision of what was to come, uh, 12 chapters that make up the prophetic book have a little bit of everything in them. So let's dig in a little bit further here. And so uh, what we're going to do is, um, so 1 through 10, Derek, you're going to read that. And then uh, Yanni, you're going to read 11 through 20. And so this is Daniel chapter 1, verses 1 through 20. In the third year of the reign of Jen Jenim Jehoiakim. Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and beside and besides besieged, besieged it. Besieged. And and the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylon, Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpen's, Ashpen's, Ashpenaz, Ashpenaz, chief of his court, officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young man without any physical defect, handsome showing ap aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve the king's palace. He was to he was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were be they were to be trained for three years, and after that, that they were the they were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen. Or some of 
were some from Judah. Daniel, Hananiah, Michael, Michelle, Michelle, and Azariah. Okay, so now, these names are the Hebrew names issued to uh, these are the Hebrew names for Shat, for Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but they but they got renamed. Okay. Uh, okay, to seven, number seven. Oh, there, right there. The chief huh? official gave them new names to Daniel, the. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> Daniel, the name Belteshazzar, Bel Bel Belteshazzar to Ahana Shar Shadrach, Shadrach. Shadrach to Mishal, Meshach and to Arizara Abednego. Okay. But Daniel resolved not to define himself with the defile. He resolved not to defile himself. Defile means to partake in what they were doing. In this case, what they what they were doing, the Babylonian people, they were idol worshipers, and so they had other gods, little G. And so they did things and they had rituals, but they weren't dedicated to God, big G. And so Daniel says, hey, he resolved, I'm not going to defile myself. I'm not going to partake in your little G because I got the big G. Go ahead. He asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the officials to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I am afraid of my lord, the king, who has assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young man, young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Okay. All right, Yanni. Daniel then said to the guard, whom then get, uh, whom the, oh, chief the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Haniah, Meshach, and Azariah, please test your servant for 10 days, give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the the royal food so the guard took away their choice food and wine 
they were to drink and gave, they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of how kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds at the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service. The chief, the chef, officially presented them a Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Meshach, and Azariah. They entered the king's service, and every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them, he found them ten times better than the magicians and enchanters. Enchanters, excuse me. In his whole kingdom. Okay. So these were uh, magicians and enchanters. These were uh, people that were uh, different of the black arts and etc. and other things. Okay. So in the passage, we meet four young men, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah. The chief official, however, gave them new names. Uh, what were those names? Belshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, okay. Those are the new names. You guys got that? Yes. I mean, I was waiting for you. I was going to say that, but I was waiting for you to call. You were waiting for me to say it? Um, I was waiting for you to talk to me, Oriani. Oh, okay. So, Derek, what does the king give to the four that they refused? What does so, the king give to the four that they refused? Was it food and wine? Yeah, which were unclean in their sight. So the food that, that the king was trying to give them, they offered it and blessed it in the name of their gods. Okay? Okay. And so that's what you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't fit for them to eat. So Yanni, why does the king official fear the situation? So what is he so fearful of? Because he's fearful because they can, uh, they're more powerful than all of his enhancers and spells and magician people. Okay, so, so. They opted not to eat the king's food, but to eat vegetables and drink water. What was the official afraid of? 
He was probably afraid that it was unhealthy. Okay. But if the king found out that these those under his care refused the food, he might be jailed or killed, right? Yes. So instead, Daniel proposed a test, right? He says, hey, let's test this thing out. That they were only fed vegetables and water for 10 days to see if their appearance isn't better than the others. Okay, so Derek, what happened as a result of the test? Derek Fletcher. Hmm. Hold on. Let me think. So what happened after the 10-day test of food? Did they look better? Did they look worse? What's the deal? Pretty, uh, they look better. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so from the onset of their service to their captors, Daniel draws a line in the sand, right? He says, hey, certain things I'm just not going to do, right? There are just some benefits he and his friends are unwilling uh, to compromise on, right? So keep this fact in mind. Uh, so the attitude does not wane at this time, right? They stay with the things of God. The next day we went to study is one that you've probably heard before, right? But I'm better, right? So these are some things and some stuff you may have missed, but I am betting these same stuff. Okay, whatever that, okay. So now, in Daniel 3, 1 through uh, 16, right? Okay, so we're going to have you read, uh, Derek, you're going to read 1 through 8, and Yanni, you're going to read 9 through 6, okay? And this is Daniel 3, 1 through 16. Are you ready? Derek? I can't hear you, Derek. Derek, I can't hear you. Derek Fletcher. Yes. I can't hear you reading. Sorry. Muted. Um, King Neb Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and two cubits wide and set it up on the plain of Dora <laughs> in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps. Satraps. 
Satra satraps, um, prefects, gov governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, mag magistrates, magistrates, and all the other provincial 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 provincial. Officials to to come to the dedication of the of the of the, of image. the image he had set up. So the sastraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other prov provincials. Provincials, uh, officials, assembled for the de dedication of the image that King Neb Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the the heralds loudly proclaimed, "Nations and people of every language." This is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the, could you the sound, as soon as you, uh, oh, sorry, you moved it. Uh, as soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and pipe. Okay, and so the lyre. That's Lear, not Lyre. Lear. I said Lear. Did you? Yes. Okay. Soon as you and hear no. the kinds of music. Okay, go ahead. And all kinds of music. You must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has Nebuchadnezzar. set up. Nebuchadnezzar. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Wow. Therefore, as soon as they heard the, s the sound of the horn, flute, zyre, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music... All the nations and people ev of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Okay, Yanni. Okay. Oh, no, you read, you read eight, and then Yanni read the rest. Sorry about that. At this time, some astral... 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 <laughs> Astrologers. Astrologer came forward and denounced the Jews. Okay, yeah. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the, the horn flute, zither, leery, Harp and pipe, harp, Lear, pipe, harp, and all pipe. kinds of music 
must fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But our some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Cherdish, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar wait, wait said to hold them, on, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. Okay, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who paid no attention to you, your magistrate. They neither serve your gods nor worship the images of gold you have set up. Okay, start at 13. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worships image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, and harp, pipe, and all kinds of music. If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made very good, but if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from the from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. What? They said that we're not going to entertain and we're not going to bow in this matter. We're not going to, there's no defense. We're not doing it. Right? Okay, Derek, what were all the people commanded to do in this passage? And what was the punishment for refusing? Derek, number one. It would be burned into a furnace. Okay. So if they did not comply to the command, they was going to die in the furnace. Yanni, what did Shadrach? Meshach and the bed they go do what did they do? They didn't bow down. They didn't bow down. Because the king what? He made a gold image of himself or he made an image of himself, right? Right. Okay. All right. So you heard the story before, but there may be some details you've missed. Let's focus now on the rest of the story, 16 through 27. We're going deeper. All right, let's see here. So 
Okay, so Derek, you're going to read 17 through 21, and then Yanni, you're going to read 22 through 27, all right? Okay. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty hand. Majesty's hand. Okay. But even if, but even if he does not, we want to know, your majesty, that we will not... Okay, what, what happened? Yeah. What happened? It just bugged out. Everything was blurry. It got uh, blurry? Okay, there we go. Okay. That we will not serve... Okay. That we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude for, toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated, oh boy, seven times hotter than usual, and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. Wow. So these men wearing their robes, torsos, trousers, trout, sorry, you were moving it, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. Wow. Okay. All right. Yanni. You told me to read 23. Did I say that? Okay, Derek, read 22. 22. <clears throat> the king's command was so urgent and the furnace so, so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow. And these three men firmly tied fell tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Bebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and said his advisors weren't the three men we tied up weren't the three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shabrak, Meshach, and Abednego, servant the most high God, come out, come here. So Shabrak, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the sad straps protect, perfect. Reset. Governors. Governors and royal advisors crowded around them. 
They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head signed. Their robes were not scrunched, and there was no smell of fire on them. So what happened? They got thrown in because they didn't obey what the world leader was saying because it was not right. So they got thrown into the fire, killed the guards that took them in. But the king saw four. He says one looks like the son of God, right? Yeah. All right. He said sons of God, little G, but we down with the big G. What is the response of those men in verse 16 and 17? There, there, was it 16, 17? Uh, 16 through 18. Uh, 16, right? Meshach Abednego applied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar. We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. And what he says, if we were thrown into the blaze, the God we serve is able. Okay, go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. Is able to deliver us from it. And we will deliver, and he will deliver us. Okay. Yanni, in verse 19, what do we learn about the king's attitude towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? He was mad 19... at them. He was furious at them, and he wanted the he wanted his strongest men to tie him up and he wanted the furnace to be hotter than usual. Okay. Seven times. Right? He want they wanted it seven times hotter. Right? Correct. Okay, when the king looked, what did he see, Derek? He saw four men. Okay. He saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but he also saw the Son of God. Okay, Yanni, what did Nebuchadnezzar do next? He threw them in. He had his strongest people to throw them in. Okay. What about after that? After that, four. he told them to come out. Okay. Okay, Derek. What 
were some observations about the man who came out of the furnace in verse 27. Who next? Derek? Is Derek on number five? 27. Barrett? Oh. So you muted me. <clears throat> no, I, I unmuted you. All right. What was your answer? <laughs> well. Uh. What was the question again? What were some observations oh. about oh, the yeah. man who came out of the furnace in verse 27? Well, none of their none of what they were wearing was born was burned, scorched, or scorched. Okay. Not one hair on their head was burnt. They did not smell like fire or ash. And that's basically it. Okay. I might be missing one, but so far that's all I can come up with. Uh-oh. All right, well, what's the next question? Um, ooh, in response to the pagan Babylonians, it's praise. In verse 30, the king promotes the three men within his government. What a story of devotion and deliverance from a loving God in impossible circumstances. So, and a place of impossibility, what did they do, Derek? Did they sell out and do do what the uh, other people were doing? No. Did they sell out? What did they do? They stood up against it. Okay, they stood up against it. All right, so... All right, so Daniel and the lion's den. This is another another uh, area. So I'll I'll read verses uh, one through one through eight, and then Derek, you're gonna read. Uh, let me see. I'll read one through eight, and then you'll read. Let's make sure we got the numbers here. I said one through eight for me. Then you're going to read nine, 10, 11, 12. 
13, 14, right? One, two, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, so you're going to read uh, nine through 18, and then Yanni, you're going to read 19 through 28, okay? Nine through 18. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here uh, it says in Daniel 6, 1, it says, It pleased Darius to appoint 120 uh, satraps uh, to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They found, they found no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor uh, negligent. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel, unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king shall issue a edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or himself being during the next three, 30 days except to you your majesty shall be thrown into the lion's den whoa that's pretty pretty uh scary stuff was i supposed to read eight also yeah i was whatnot now your majesty issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. Okay, Derek. <clears throat> so, uh, so, so King Darius put the decree, decree in writing. Now that now when Daniel learned that the decree 
had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. There, three t- three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal divorce decree. Did you not publish a decree that that during the next 30 days anyone who prayed to any god or human be being except to you your majesty would be thrown to the lion's den the king answered the decree stands in accordance with the with the law of the Met- medes medes medes, medes. and persians persians hold on hold on medes and Persians. You say it. Medes and Persians. Okay. Which can which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is who is one of the exiles from Judah pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He he still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to to rescue Daniel and made every, every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius's and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve, continuously, continually rescue you. A stone brought the place over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet. Signet. Signal ring. ring. And the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him. And he could not sleep. At the first light of dawn the king got up and hurried to the lion's den when he came near the den he called to daniel in an anguished voice 
Daniel, servant of living God, has your God whom you serve continuously been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent his angel, and he shut the mouths of the lion. They do, they have they have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in in, and thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth, may you prosper, may you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of the kingdom, people must fear servants of God of Daniel for he is living God and he enders forever his kingdom will not be destroyed his dominion will for will never end in the heavens and on the earth he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions, so Daniel prospered during the region of Darius, the region of Cyrus and Parisia. The rain. Let's let's go back through that. Twenty-seven. It says he rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders. In the heavens and on the earth, he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lion's den. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. So this is so much of an outstanding comparison of Daniel Ed Shack, Rat Meshach, and Abednego. They were faithful to the things of God. They didn't drink the wine. They didn't smoke the cigarettes. They didn't do any of those things. They didn't eat the food that was dedicated to the other gods. Okay? And what happened? They still prospered. They still grew. They still prospered and grew, didn't they? Okay. Yes. So, yes. Derek, what decree does Darius issue, and what was the punishment for refusing to obey Derek Fletcher? Excuse Talk me. them into the lion's den. Okay, so at the hour of prayer, uh, the time, right? So, mm -hmm. they had to what? 
that they yeah, only he only had to be prayed to, only him, right? Or you'd be thrown in the lion's den, right? Correct. Okay, so Yanni, what does Daniel do in response to what was issued? Yanni, what does he do? Yanni, what does he do? Dad, 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 you just asked me the question. I was answering. Oh, I'm I'm just calling your name. You relax. He didn't worship the God and he got thrown into the lion's den. Okay, he got thrown into the lion's den. So he prays to the one true God, not Darius. So Darius did not, didn't want to punish Daniel, but he realized he had been tricked. It was a trick. What happens to Daniel anyway? What he, he realizes what? Because of his decree, he had to put him in the lion's den, right? Correct. Again, this is a story you've likely heard. Perhaps you didn't realize that King Darius had been tricked. But there may be some other things you didn't know. So, Derek, in what way was the lion's den sealed? What did they use to seal the lion's den, Derek? A stone. Derek, Derek how you doing? A stone. They stone. But how did they seal it? What did they use? His ring. His ring. A signet ring. Right? Yes. Uh -oh. The ring. That means if, if anyone, if anyone violated it, they would that was be the order of the king, right? The signet. Okay. So Yanni, I mean Derek. Darius, I mean Yanni, Darius was troubled. What does how does he respond that night? What because he couldn't sleep, could he? No. He goes out into the den to see if um, Daniel is still alive. Okay, what does Daniel say? He goes he says, out. Long he, live the king. Okay, he said, Long live the king. Right, okay. Okay, Derek, what does Daniel say about his condition? He is fine. Okay, and he said to the king, Long live the king, right? Is yep. that is that you just hear that? Okay. So he says something that was key. Right? He says, My God sent an angel. He shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me. Right? Not only did he say long live the king, he said an angel has come and shut the mouth of the lion. 
So for what reason does Daniel mention that he was not, he was unharmed? Why do you think he mentioned that? Right? To let them know that God saved him. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, what do you guys think about that? I didn't know that the king was tricked. The king was what? Tricked. Yeah, yeah, they, they played a trick on the king. If the king would have known that this would hurt Daniel, he wouldn't have issued it, but it was a trick. Okay. Uh, okay, who's next with the questions? Me. What is uh what is uh Darius Darius's King Darius's re response? How did he respond when he, he found was, out that he wasn't hurt? <clears throat> he was overjoyed, right? Yes. He was happy to see that he was still alive. And he uh, praised God as well. Okay. Additionally, he had the people that tricked him and what? Their families, right? Yup. What did he do to them? He threw them all in the lion's den. What? Darius was serious. He wasn't playing, was he? No, he wasn't. No, he okay. wasn't. Okay, so now the dream fulfilled. Lack of faithfulness results in judgment. Okay, so Derek, you're going to read this uh, 28, 29, and 30, and then Yanni, you're going to read 31, 32, and 33. Uh, this is Daniel 4. All right, you guys ready? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. You're going to read 28, 29, and 30, Derek, of Daniel okay. 30, right? No, Daniel 4. 28, 29, and 30, Derek. Okay. All this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. He said, Is not this the greatest Bab the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? Okay, so <clears throat> well you read, Yanni. Notice the arrogance and the fact that He's not giving God credit for anything. Okay, Yanni. Even as the words were on his lips, a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from people and will, le will live with the wild animals, 
will eat grass like the ox. Seven times will pass by for you until your acknowledgement that the most high is for sovereign for is sovereign. sovereign over all kingdoms on the on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. Immediately what had been said by Nebuchadnezzar's Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled fulfilled. He drenched with the dew of heaven. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He was driven. He was driven. Oh, I didn't see that. He was driven away from the people and ate grass like dogs. His body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like the feathers of a eagle and his nails like the claw of a bird. An eagle and his nails... Like the claw of a bird. So he bragged about, and he didn't say it was God. He said it was all him. So God made him to be on all fours and be like the wild animal until he until he could come to himself and give God the credit, right? This is a king. This is a king of a pagan nation who God exalted and lifted up to be a great leader. Any questions about that? You are exalted. So despite his admirable qualities and uh, restoration after the event, right? He was restored. Guys, God, God restored him back. Uh, this was an obvious act of judgment. King Nebuchadnezzar was power hungry. He was arrogant and abusive. As a result, God judges him in the strangest of ways, okay? So let's take a look at this right here. And so Derek, you're gonna read 22, 23, 24, and 25. Yanni, you'll read 26, 27, 28, and 29. And I'll read verse 30. <laughs> okay, are you guys ready? Derek? Unmute your mic, Derek. Daniel 5. Derek? But you, Bel Belshazzar, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself Though you knew all this, instead you have set yourself up against the Lord of Heaven. You have the gob, you have the goblest goblets, the goblets from his uh -huh. temple brought to you, and you and your nobles, your wives and your con. Concubines, concubines drank wine from them. 
You praise the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which cannot see or hear your or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscriptions. Okay, 25. Ah. This is the inscription that was written. Many, many. Tell. Tick you. Tick. 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 Parsons. Okay, Yanni. Okay, Yanni. Unmute. Sorry. 26. Hello, I was yawning. Here's what these words mean. Mini or Mene, God has numbered the dates of region and and brought it to an end. Tiki, you have been weighed on the scales and found found wanting. Paris, your ki your kingdom is divided and given to Medes and Parisians. Then at Bebazar's command, Daniel was clothed in purple. A gold chain was placed around his neck, and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Bebazar, king of Babylonians, was slain. Okay, Belshazzar. His name is kind of similar to the name that they gave uh, Daniel, but different person. Belshazzar here is the the uh, son of Nebuchadnezzar. Let me see. Okay, so let's make sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. So the Babylonians were taken over by the Purge, the Persian Medes, the Mede Persia Empire. Okay. Oh, I gave you an answer to one. Okay, Derek, what in what in indecent meant was Daniel's does Daniel bring against Belshazzar in verses twenty-two through twenty-three? Uh 
Hmm. Let me think. It's hmm. okay, you messed up, man. Yes. But um I can't think of it. Yeah, uh yes. Um he 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 did mess up. He did mess up. Yes. Okay. What what is this right here? Can you read that? Um, what does Daniel promise will occur? No, no, no. Here he says he was arrogant, setting himself oh. up against the Lord. Yeah, that's what I was trying to of say. Heaven. No, no, go ahead and read too. What does Daniel promise will occur? Since you are you already there, so go ahead. What? What does Daniel no, I was talking about one. That's what I was trying to we say. We finished with one. Look at okay. two. What does Daniel promise will occur? Uh, I believe one of his promises was to um. It was something. It was um. Something about his kingdom. No, it wasn't his kingdom. Uh, well, he will be punished, obviously. Okay. But I forgot. Okay. Yes, it was about his kingdom. Okay, I was right. He lost his kingdom because of bad choices and bad decisions. Yanni, what happens that very night? What happens? That very night, King Bebelazar got... Belshazzar. Belshazzar got slain. And the Persians take over. Okay. All right. Let's make it real. Wow. This has been a lesson and a half, hasn't it? Yep. So so we've, we've reviewed a lot of good stuff. So let's take a look at this. This should take us pretty quick to get done. Okay, first. Okay, we want. Okay, so it says first we need you to, to draw a line in the sand, even now. 
okay, we, we're not playing with the sand, but let's take a look at this. You are just a teenager, but God is still calling you to faith. What do you think about that? God I is still calling you to faith. I think it's completely honest and true. Okay. So we have to trust God. So your decisions. So what is it that you believe about God? And can you even articulate it? Yanni? I believe that God is our Lord and Savior. Okay. What else? All right. And I believe that he's he and I believe that his son Jesus died for our sins. Okay. Okay. Um uh, Derek, for what would you compromise your faith for? Relationships, popularity and power, money, a a girl that you're dating? What more important to you than Christ and be honest Derek hmm. I'm going to turn my head on this one turn away Prob probably my education education oh okay can you think of a few times when you cross the line and should not have? Yanni and Derek, both of you got to answer that. I don't remember. You don't remember. Hmm. Disobeying your parents. Okay. Perhaps one of those. Okay. Can you, okay. What can you do differently the next time? What can you do differently the next time? How <laughs> Tell the truth to your parents. Anything else? <laughs> Make sure to always keep God and Christ on your mind. Second, trust God even in seemingly impossible circumstances. Do you believe there is any situation where God can't deliver his people or any situation in your life 
that he can't help you with? Mm -mm. So what might God's choices what what excuse me, why might God choose not to deliver those who follow him? Probably because they're probably not trying hard enough. Oh, okay. To stay in faith. When you are blessed with God, you got to... Okay, Johnny. What does it take to trust God in the midst of fear? You just have to believe. You just have to believe. Okay. Let's read this. How does this verse relate to what we've taken talking about? God, uh, Psalm 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. What do you think about that? God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Well, that's usually true. Do you really believe it? Yes. Yanni? Yes. Okay. Anything else anybody else want to add? No. Trust God. Trusting God can be difficult. It's hard to imagine yourself dangling. Okay? Above a deadly fire. Not worried about what happens next. But I believe, I believe God's word is true and that his, that this actually happened as it turns out, the three men were not alone in their circumstances. God was put, God was put with them to help things work out, amen. There amen. were four in the fire. Okay, when you realize and you think about it, if God is with us, what can we fear? What can we fear? Okay, so here's a third point. Devotion can actually turn into evangelism. Someone is watching you. 
Someone is looking at your devotion to God. Someone is looking at how you manage every situation. Do you do you guys understand me on that? Yes. Okay. Okay. So can you think of anyone in your life that has gone through a difficult circumstance and turned it into a positive? Who or how do you is there someone that you know? Yes. Okay. And so how do you think? Do you want to share or you don't have to though? Well, that's between me and that person. Oh, okay. So how did Daniel and the others do this, Yanni? Daniel and the others just, they believed in God. With, they believed in God. And they never gave up. That they never gave up. Anything else? There probably is, but I can't think of any right now. Okay. That's good, guys. That's good. Okay, let's take a look. Let's see here. Let's see what else is on here. Um, why do you think experiences in which we are treated we are tested excuse me and god is glorified can often be turned into evangelism what do you think Huh? Well, isn't Derek supposed to answer this one since I just answered the other one? Anybody, it's a free question. Oh, okay. Well, well go ahead, Yan. No, you can do it. You can go. Well, um, I'm not, hmm, let me think. Hmm. 
I can't really. I mean, I'll share. I'll share one. So, in in the face of difficulty, um, a person could be faced with something that other people are watching the outcome and the results of whatever that difficulty is. Okay. And so if you make it through and you don't cry, you don't quit Derek and Yanni, you're, you're not a quitter and you push through no matter if the situation is difficult or people are plotting against you, but you don't quit and you're victorious at the end. People are watching. And so your life is a tool for evangelism because others are watching that aren't saved. Others are watching that need Jesus. Okay? All right. That's what evangelism simply means. Right? A testimony to your life and how you were able to be victorious and got over during tough, during tough times. Okay, you guys got it? Yes. Good. How can you use your current situation to glorify God? It's difficult, but I trust God. It's difficult. But there's nothing else I can do but trust God. It's difficult, but I trust so God. Okay. If you can change your life, repenting of sin, turning to God, how will it produce more Christian followers around you? I'll, I'll just let you guys think about it. That's a really advanced question um, because people are watching you. Your classmates are watching you. Do you guys hear me? Yes. They're watching you. And so if you lie, you curse, or you do something, oh, he said he, he, said he was a Jesus person. He said that he loved God. He said that he lived for God. Okay, so all those areas contribute to your witness to who God is in your life. You got you got me. Yes. You guys, hear me on that. Yes. It's super important. Super important. Guys, okay, let's pray. I think that's it. No matter what you're going through in life, no matter what you are doing, trust in God. And so Matthew 5 and 16 says, in the same way, let your light shine before men that they might see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. 
see your good deeds. Father, we thank you because life is tough. Situations come up that we have to fight through, that we have to stand in. But God, we trust in you. We trust in you because we are going to allow our light to shine, our light to shine, Lord God, in you and through you. So that men and women will see and know of our good deeds towards you. We're not doing good deeds to be religious minded. We're doing it because we love you and we trust you, God. And so we stand right now in agreement with your word. We stand in agreement that we are going to trust in your name. We thank you for parents. We thank you for children. We thank you for families. We thank you for households seeking after the face of Christ. And we thank you for keeping us on this day and that this lesson absorb into our mind, into our spirit first, and then we begin to speak of the good news. We begin to walk in the way that you have called us in obedience and reverential trust of who you are for our lives. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. All right. God bless everyone on today. We're so grateful for you. And this is Derek Fletcher and Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher and Pastor Derek Fletcher with Yes and Amen You. God bless you. And we trust that you enjoy this lesson and we'll see you at another time. Be blessed, everyone.